0: He gets over 2 million downloads per month on his podcast. If that sounds interesting to you, you definitely want to check this out as Jack Ridesire breaks down how he grew Darknet Diaries from literally zero to over 2 million downloads per month without a massive budget, spending a ton of money on ads, having a big social media presence or any of that stuff. Enjoy. So Jack, man, so pumped to have you on the podcast today. Now, 2021 for a lot of podcasters was actually pretty flat from the people I've talked about, but you managed to grow an already pretty big audience by 50%. What do you
1: think really moved the needle for your podcast in 2021? Word of mouth. That's what did it. I always like saying if you're going to be marketing a show, it needs to start with a good show. And if you have an existing audience and you can deliver more value to them and you make the show even more like, valuable to them, right? They're getting educated out of it. They're laughing at it. Whatever the value is, they're getting smarter. It's just helping them go to sleep. Whatever the value is, maximize that value, become more important in their lives, and then they'll tell their friends. I've had so many emails that say, I've told everybody in my office to listen to your show. I've told my entire family. I've sat down people and I've made them listen to your show and that doesn't happen unless they already find that show valuable, right? And so word of mouth, is since day one, has always been the most driving factor for growth.
0: Yeah, I've heard that from some really other big podcasters as well. A guy named Andy Frisella, he's got a, a really big podcast and he says the same thing. Like, word of mouth is the, the biggest, most important thing that you can have. It really just, as a content creator in general, whether you're a podcast, whatever it is, it's the word of mouth.
1: And you can do some things to help that along, right? You can make a good looking website that looks good when you share it on social media. You can tell people, this is what I want you to do. Text your friend right now. Tell your coworker right now to listen to that show. That's going to help me out. Forget about ratings and reviews. That doesn't help me out. (laughs) We can get into that. But the thing is, is that doesn't help you go up the charts. That's just not part of the algorithm. The algorithm there for Apple is number of subscribers per day and new subscribers per day. That's what gets you up the charts. There's a lot of misinformation out there. So making it super shareable, being there on Twitter, being there on Instagram, being there on Facebook, being there on LinkedIn, wherever you are, that makes it easier for them to find you and then retweet, reshare, upvote, whatever. That gets to more eyes, right? So that's another way of make word of mouth easier for these people.
0: Yeah, I was diving into your numbers from last year and one of the things you said that was, I guess somewhat impactful was the promo swaps that you did. How are you like structuring these and like actually how impactful were they for your show for that 50% per se?
1: Yeah, so I've done probably over a dozen promo swaps at this point. Starting out, first I'd find shows that are in my genre, right? So if I'm true crime, I'd find other true crime shows. If I'm tech, I'd find other tech shows. And I'd look on CastBox. This is a podcast app and it'll tell you how many subscribers and downloads the show has. And so, you know, I've got this list of shows that are similar to mine. Now I'm looking for some that are in the same size as mine. And if I look on CastBox, I can see how big my show is on there. Now let's see if I can find other shows that have a similar size. And so once I did that, then I started reaching out. I reached out to five to 10 different shows saying, hey, I'd like to do a promo swap, a 30 second, 60 second word on your show about my show. And I'll do the same for you. I'll shout out your show on my show. And I got like 30% response. So yeah, let's do it. Let's go. I I think all podcasters want to grow. So that's how I was doing my first promo swaps. And I just kept going. You know, every month, let's find another show to do a promo swap with. And eventually... I was able to do a promo shops with bigger shows because it doesn't really make sense to get a big show to do a promo swap for you because they would give you a lot of listeners and you would give them a little listeners, right? So you kind of want to find someone your size. But yeah, I mean, eventually I was able to make some pretty good deals with big shows where maybe I did two promo swaps for them and they did one for me or whatever, and it just kept growing. And so now, you know, this year... There's a lot of major studios that just know that I'm up for doing a promo swap. So they reach out and we get it going and I don't really do much of the legwork anymore, but I, I used to.
0: I guess this is definitely maybe not gonna be exact, but just like guesstimates. guesstimate. If a show that you're doing a promo swap with is getting, let's say, a million downloads a month, like how big of a boost would you expect to see out of a show that's getting a million downloads a month?
1: The thing I've kind of looked at or noticed is that whatever call to action you give your listeners, 1% of them are actually going to do it, right? So if you say, go listen to this podcast, I really encourage you to do it. And you have a million listeners. That means, so now you have 10,000 people that are coming. That's my thing. And I've seen that for when I put affiliate ads up, 1% of my audience actually signs up. If I say sponsor me on Patreon, you know, join my Patreon, 1% of my audience joins there and similar. So that's where I'm getting kind of that number from is just 1% of the people are actually going to do it. But I think when you're marketing anything, you really kind of have to put the bee in their ear, uh, you know, and just kind of do it again and again. So if somebody says, listen to this podcast, and then you see it on Twitter, oh, I love this podcast. And then you read about it in an article, hey, there's a podcast. If you see the same podcast over and over, you're probably going to be like, all right, maybe I should check it out. So It's just one of those things that the more, the better. If you have someone who can shout you out, shout them out.
0: Yeah, dude, love it. Like, How different is your strategy to grow from, what are you at now per month? Like over a million, right?
1: Yeah, I think 1.5 million per month, about 300,000 downloads per episode.
0: So getting from a million to a a million five versus going from 100,000 to 500,000, were you doing anything different when you were smaller, like more like boots on the ground stuff, or was it more or less more of the same?
1: There's a big difference. I'm um, going from one to 10 is a big difference than 10 to 100, which is different than 100 to 1,000, which yeah. is different than 1,000 to 10,000. One to 10 was just telling my friends and family. And right. And so that's growth. And I'm I'm always happy to just see any sort of growth, whether it's 1% growth a month, 5% growth is amazing. I'm happy with 1%, right? So if you've got 10 listeners and you need to grow by 1%, you just need one more listener. And so getting that growth at that level is pretty easy. You just start tapping shoulders on the internet. Hey, I saw you talking about this thing. I love that thing too. Yeah, I don't know. I just talked about it on my episode. and it just so uh, happen to have a podcast. Yeah, but you don't want to be sleazy on it. You want to yeah. be like, look, I honestly enjoy talking about this. Let's talk about it more. And then say, hey, listen, would you like to uh, talk about it on the podcast, right? And so, you, you you know, it takes a while to get that one extra listener in that way. But when you're doing it like that, you develop these skills of like, okay, how do I convince someone to listen? And how do I make friends? And how do I get, you know, even a guest on the show? Because some people might be guests because they love talking about that particular thing, right? Well, so you, you get all these skills as you acquire. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of slow manual work there. I found that social media is a great place to market yourself. I'm a fan of Gary Vaynerchuk on how he's always just like, go crazy on social media. You're posting six times a day. Great. Now do 20 times a day, right? So he's just like, there's never enough that you can do to market yourself on social media. But I mean, this is where everyone is. When the people wake up in the morning, they open social media. When they are bored at work, they open social media. When they're going to bed, they look at social media. And so if you're there and involved and you're in part of the conversations and you're in the communities People are going to notice you over and over and over the more you're there. The more you're there, the more they'll notice, right? And so in those days of like going from a thousand to a hundred thousand, I was just full on social media. I was posting as much as I could, adding as much content there as I could, and basically just wanting a bigger social media following because that was goal A. And then goal B is to convert them to listeners of the show. And that was not so hard because, you know, maybe one out of 10 posts would be, hey, listen to the show. And they're like, hey, I already like some of the stuff you're saying. I think I might give it a try, right? So are you going into like
0: DMs and stuff like that? Like, oh, (laughs) new subscribe.
1: I was. Yeah, I was. When I didn't have as many listeners, I could afford the time to do that. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's what I was doing for quite a while. And my goal was to get to 10,000 followers on all these platforms, 10,000 followers on Instagram, 10,000 followers on Facebook, 10,000 followers on Twitter, because there is some sort of magic tipping point around there. I mean, even on Instagram, you get unlocked some extra features and stuff like that that you can do, Mm -hmm. you can add links into stories. But there is something where when you post something to 10,000 people, you're going to get a significant number of upvotes, retweets and stuff that if you only had 100 followers, you might get zero, right? So there's just a big difference in numbers. And when you have that, it starts moving that ball and you start feeling the wind on your back. It's not like you're constantly trying to push this massive thing into someone's ears now other people are saying i'll help you push it into their ears
0: yeah and to give listeners context like you started this in what 2017 yeah 2017 and it's 2022 right now so like you've been on the grind for a while like you just didn't wake up with you know a million downloads or or start with a million people on your instagram right this was like started at zero literally
1: yeah and i think that's that's helpful because if you look at someone like Joe Rogan, they started as a celebrity and then they made a podcast and you can't really follow a footstep like that. I started with no Instagram, no Twitter, and nothing and went. Uh, I, the one thing I had that was going for me is I did have a blog that I had uh, written before and that blog was pretty popular. It was getting you know a few hundred hits a day. And so I put a big old banner at the top of that. <laughs> like, hey, listen to my podcast and that was getting like seven clicks a day, right? So it was just these little things. And and you and I, we're creators. And the people who are listening, they're creators. And if you have this one thing, whether it's podcast or whatever, chances are that's not the only thing you've ever created, nor is it going to be the last thing you ever create. So yeah. keep springboarding off of all the things you've created in the past. You've got a blog? Okay, use the blog readers to show them to your podcast. You've got a podcast? Okay, use your podcast listeners to tell them about your YouTube channel. Whatever it is, just Use your audiences to like keep moving them to the next thing you're making, and and hold on to them if you can.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now
1: you put all this effort into like gathering these eyes
0: and these ears on your content. How have you been able to turn this into a actual business? Like, how have you been able to monetize this audience that you've gained?
1: At first, I was playing around with uh, affiliate ads. This is where you've probably heard Audible ad. You, for every listener I can send to Audible and get them to sign up, I get five dollars. Right, so it was something that uh, I didn't have to like negotiate a deal with Amazon and all this stuff to get it going. There's just an automatic sign up form on their on their page, and then they give you an affiliate link, and you're good to go. Like it's it's super easy. Now that gets paid in the back end, right? So they don't pay you until you show up and <laughs> until you have send people stuff, right? So that's kind of different than. Maybe a traditional sponsor, you might say, of like, okay, we'll pay you to uh, shout out, you know, this thing on the show. So, yeah, I played with that. It wasn't going so well because I didn't have very good numbers. I did have some people reaching out, like, how do I donate? And I'm like, well, I don't really have a donation option. (laughs) And I got another person reached out, another person. So it was what, like, the fifth person who finally is like, how do I give money to just support you is when I opened up a Patreon and said, here you go. You can subscribe to my Patreon. I didn't even have any extra content or anything. It was just people wanting to give, and um, you know, with Patreon, that seems to be the case for the majority of people. You can try to entice people to to join by giving them extra content or something like you know, bonus episodes or something. But the far majority, even if you give them bonus episodes, they're not going to listen to it. They just want to chuck you some money to help you on your journey, which is just really uh, awe inspiring and it's magical. So I had Patreon, had some affiliate ads. By the time I got to 20,000 downloads per episode, I decided to get a ad manager who goes out, brokers the deals with uh, with sponsors, comes back and says, this is how much they're willing to pay. And this is what they want you to do. And then I can prove it. And uh, yeah, since then, I've been working with that. So I have uh, two or three ads per episode that pay to be there. Interesting.
0: Do you, for lack of a better word, screen those ads just based on how you think it'll resonate
1: with your audience? Yeah, definitely. There's some stuff like that I just would never publish. You know, like I don't want to CBD oil or NFT drops or stuff, you know, crypto drops, like weird stuff that just sounds a little bit sketchy and stuff like that. I, I'd be like, uh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not 100% up, up on this. I don't know what this is. I can't back it up or vouch for yeah. it. So I, I drop those out and, and just try to keep the ones that are valuable to my listeners, I suppose.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I got a couple like quick fire questions for you. Do you think that Apple Podcasts has been dethroned by
1: Spotify? No, I think Spotify still has a lot to learn on what to do in podcasting space. They haven't figured out much of, (laughs) I mean, they're going as fast as they can and they're not doing it accurately or correctly and they're breaking things and things are falling down and it's just not working. And they're having to like fix it while it's in the air. I don't like it, and is the way they're doing it at all. Uh, like when they're buying up all these podcasts and making them exclusive and stuff, that doesn't help the podcast sure. ecosystem at all. It it only helps Spotify, Spotify's shareholders, and that podcaster. Like do something for the podcasting space and not just be here for a money grab. And it's clearly a money grab. I don't think it's going well.
0: Now uh, that's interesting because wasn't Spotify the most listened platform? for your audience? Mm-hmm. It's that and Apple are are very close. They're about equal. Yeah. Interesting. What's something you think podcasters think will really move the needle in the beginning, but they're actually just wasting their time on?
1: Like I was saying earlier is the rating and reviews. So yeah. a lot of shows ask for this. And I've gone deep dive into this. I have an episode called Chart Breakers. Ooh, I can't remember. It's episode 27 or 21 or something. And it goes deep into this, and it talks about how there's people in uh, click farms in Bangladesh that are gaming the charts. And we didn't exactly how you game the charts. How do you go up the charts? And of course, Apple doesn't want to publish this, but we figured it out. And <laughs> yeah, rating reviews doesn't matter. Yep. So uh, forget that. Ask people to share the show and be very clear on how you want them to share it so that they can, oh yeah, I know how to do that. Like I said, just pick up your phone right now and text someone that they should be listening to this show. And tell your coworkers, tell a friend, a family, anyone. If you don't have that, shout it out on social media. Like, Just give them the directions on what they should be doing to help you spread the word. And I think that's much more effective than asking for rating and reviews.
0: Yeah, man. Podcast SEO, do you think that's worth uh, a small creator spending time on?
1: Yeah, small creator, no. I want you to focus on quality of the show and make the most impactful show you can when you're starting out. Don't worry about cover art, even the title of the show, the websites, SEO, all that stuff. We'll get to that later. What you, we need to do is focus on quality content, figure out who you want your listeners to be, and then deliver more and more value to them every single episode, outdo yourself, and that will be more effective. Now, if you can sustain that, if you can get past episode seven, episode 14, you're going good, you've got your stride, you now want to take it to the next level, now you can start looking at, okay, let's make a website. Let's rebrand this thing with a new logo, a new name, focus on SEO and this kind of thing. Those are all things I think should come after you've kind of proven the proof of concept that you have in your head. Like, yeah, this is the idea I have. Let's see if I can do it. And yeah, just do it later. (laughs) Yeah. Show notes for your podcast. Spend the time on it or don't? Well, I think it's a similar thing of uh, don't worry about it at first. As you get going, you'll kind of understand what your uh, listeners like and what they want to see and how it's effective. I've personally found podcasts by Googling specific questions. You know, how do you do this thing? Finding a podcast show notes, it tells me. And then I'm like, wait, there's a whole podcast that these guys are doing on on this particular topic. I'm subscribing. And so, yeah, I think show notes can help you be discovered. So, I mean, if you're finding one to 10 new listeners a month from show notes, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah. Like you said, it's the little things that count in the beginning. Yeah. And last question, and I'm really curious about this because of something I saw on your site and then a comment you made here on this conversation. Have you thought about how you might be able to leverage NFTs in your content?
1: Yeah, I think it's still too new. I think there's a grand total of like six podcasts that have NFTs out right now. But I mean, one of the things is like, you can't really like support a podcast using crypto currency over like patreon or places like this right so there's a growing movement on just crypto in general and nfts and if you have a way to allow people to support you with this i'd think that you might as well open the door like for instance i've got patreon but i'm not exclusive to patreon i also have apple podcast subscriptions as well and so i've got two ways for you to purchase bonus content from me or support me And these two, they don't fight each other, right? It's perfectly fine for them to live together. And Mm -hmm. that's the same thing I think with cryptos. You want to enable this? You want to add this extra thing? That's fine. You can do that for those fans that would be into that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Have you seen, uh, there's a podcast called My First Million, and they created an NFT on the podcast, and they basically sold it to somebody, and the thing was, as long as you own this NFT you get like 15 minutes of airtime on their podcast to talk about whatever you want per year. (laughs) Uh, So I thought that was a really interesting experiment. They have, I think, 2 million downloads a month or so on their podcast.
1: Wow, I I tuned in a long time ago and they weren't anywhere anywhere near that. So they probably hit their million by now. The thing, though, is that if you're going to be looking at like bonus stuff to give to NFT holders or to people who are just backing you through cryptocurrencies, you can look at like what people are doing on Patreon to say, hey, what is this extra stuff? And I don't think there's many podcasts on Patreon saying, if you give us $60 a month, $100 a month, whatever the top tier is, then you can have 15 minutes of airtime. Like that's just not yeah. happening, right? So you you might say, yeah, you can. we can get together on a call. We can hang out. Like those kind of things happen. I can send you a picture of me. I don't know. what. <laughs> like, for you, that
0: might be interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> and to give context to my comment there, Jack is always uh, blurred out for anonymous sake so yeah that's where that comes from <laughs> yeah yeah well jack man it's been fantastic we ran a little long but this was as somebody that's uh, deep in the podcast world myself this was a good conversation and i appreciate your time today and the ability to go a little bit long here and for anyone that is not aware of you and your content where can they find more of it
1: my podcast is darknet diaries you can find it anywhere you look for podcasts or you can find me on twitter This is where i'm hang out the most and my name there is jack recider cool
0: awesome jack pleasure man talk soon ready to launch your content funnel and turn your content into a revenue generating machine head to contentfunnels.co to snag a time on my calendar and let's chat about how my company can handle it for you from a to z soup to nuts head to toe beginning to end you get the idea